Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Dictionary Podcast. It's still going strong. I try to record um, about two episodes a day. I don't always get to do it, but sometimes I do. The first word for this episode is Bermuda Onion, capital B-E-R-M-U-D-A. Second word, onion, noun from 1876, a large flattened onion that has a mild flavor and yellow, white, or red skin. Well, how or why is it flattened? Is it like a pancake? Has it been flattened in some way? Uh, did somebody sit on it, or is it? does it just grow non-spherical? What, there's a word for that. I don't know. Okay, the next word is Bermuda rig. Uh, Bermuda, and then the word rig, noun from 1853, and we have the synonym, oh, it's a good one, Marconi rig. Actually, I first read that as macaroni rig, which would have been much better, but Marconi rig is good too. Next, we have Bermuda's It is a noun from 1961, and we have the synonym Bermuda shorts, and this is especially southern, Uh, so they just decided not to say the word shorts in the southern, southern area. The next is Bermuda shorts, noun from 1951, knee-length walking shorts. Next, we have Bernie's Mountain Dog, three separate words, noun from 1935, any of a breed of large, powerful, long-coated black dogs of Swiss origin that have have tan and white markings and were developed as draft animals. And this is from Bern, which is in Switzerland. Next, we have Bernoulli's Principle. Two words. First word is capital B-E-R-N-O-U-L-L-I apostrophe S. This is a noun from 1940, a principle in hydrodynamics, and then it has a colon. The pressure in a stream of fluid is reduced as the speed of the flow is increased. The pressure in a stream of fluid is reduced as the speed of the flow is increased. So that is Bernoulli's principle. This is from Daniel Bernoulli, who died in 1782 and was a Swiss physicist. Swiss physicist. Say that a lot of times fast. Uh, Maybe he had a Bernese mountain dog because they were both Swiss. Next we have Bernoulli trial. Uh, It's the same Bernoulli. um, Well, it's spelled the same as the previous one, but it is not the same Bernoulli. This is a noun from 1951. One of the repetitions of a statistical experiment having exactly two mutually exclusive outcomes each with a constant probability of occurrence. This is from Jacques Bernoulli, who died in 1705 and was a Swiss mathematician. Um, So one died in 1705, one died in 1782. I wonder if they were related. It's possible. Next we have buried it's not like you, you bury something in the ground. This is B-E-R-R-I-E-D. It is an adjective from 1785. One, having or covered with berries, as in a buried shrub or buried shrubs, not a buried shrubs. Number two, bearing eggs. And bearing in this context is B-E-A-R-I-N-G, bearing eggs as in a buried lobster. English is hard. There are words that sound the same 
that are spelled differently that mean very different things. Now we have the word bury. It is the first form. Um, it is a noun from before the 12th century. 1A, a pulpy and usually edible fruit, as a strawberry, raspberry, or checkerberry. What's a checkerberry? Of small size, irrespective of its structure. 1B, a simple fruit, as a grape, blueberry, tomato, or cucumber, with a pulpy or fleshy pericarp. I knew that tomatoes and cucumbers were fruits because they've got seeds, but they're considered berries too? I don't know. I got to look more into this. Now we have 1C, the dry seed of some plants as wheat. Mm. So they call the dry seeds of wheat berries. And number two, an egg or a, no, an egg of a fish or lobster. And that is connected to the number two definition for the last word we read, which was buried. Um, let's see. We don't need to read the etymology. I just had some berries in my smoothie this morning. Some frozen berries, also some other frozen fruits. Next, we have the second form of berry. It is a verb. Looks like it's just intransitive. From circa 1780. One, to bear or produce berries, as in a burying shrub. Number two, to gather or seek berries. Let's go berry. Now we have berry-like. It is one word, adjective, from 1847. One, resembling a berry, especially in size or structure. Number two, a uh, bean, small and rounded. Synonym is, I think it is pronounced coccoid or coxoid or something like that. C-O-C-C-O-I-D. I guess that also means being small and rounded. Now we have bersim, B-E-R-S-E-E-M. It is a noun from circa 1902. A succulent annual clover, cultivated as a forage plant and green manure crop, especially in the alkaline soils of the Nile Valley and in the southwestern U.S., called also Egyptian clover. And the scientific name is Trifolium Alexandrinum, and this is from the Arabic barsim, which is from the copt, C-O-P-T, word barsim. Well, is copt a language, or is it a, an abbreviation for a language? One of these days, I will have a marker in this spot. You'd think that I would be smart enough to do that. Copt is Coptic. The language is Coptic. Didn't know what that was. Now we have berserk, B-E-R-S-E-R-K. It is the first form. It is a noun from 1818. One, an ancient Scandinavian warrior frenzied in battle and held to be invulnerable. Mm, gotta, gotta look up this berserk guy. Number two, one whose actions are relentlessly defiant. And let's see, this is from Old Norse, berserker, probably from the prefix ber, which means bear, B-E-A-R, plus the end part serker, which means shirt. So bear shirt? I don't know, that's weird. Um, I believe, I mean, I know in Mallrats, um, Jay talks about who some comic book character who has a berserker move. Was it Wolverine or somebody else? I don't know. I don't really read comics, honestly. Some comic book character has this berserker move, so this is where they got that name from. 
Uh, now we have the second form of berserk. It is an adjective from 1851. Synonyms are frenzied and crazed. Usually used in the phrase go berserk, as in sinister ravings of an imagination gone berserk. That is a quote from John Gruen. Berserk is also an adverb, and berserkly can also be an adverb. Now we have the last word of this episode. It is birth, B-E-R-T-H. We've got two forms. First form, noun from the 15th century. 1A, sufficient distance for maneuvering a ship. 1B, an amount of distance maintained for safety, as in give the fire a wide berth. 2A, the place where a ship lies when at anchor or at a wharf. 2B, a space for an automotive vehicle at rest, as in a truck loading berth. Number three, a place to sit or sleep, especially on a ship or vehicle. Synonym is accommodation. 4A, a billet on a ship. Is it billet? I think it's billet. A billet on a ship. 4B, synonyms are job and position and place, as in a starting berth on the team. Now we have the second form of birth. It is a transitive. Oh, it's, see, book, you did it to me again. It's just a verb from 1667, and we are going to start with the transitive definitions. One, to bring into a birth. Number two, to allot a birth to. And then the intransitive definition says to come into a birth. So those were all the words. Um, let's see. Let us pick Bernoulli's principle as... Uh, the word of the episode, because that sounds like an interesting concept, and I, I know I've heard of it before. Um, I would need to probably learn, uh, uh, find some more specific examples to really understood what that description said. Um, should I tell you about another podcast I'm listening to? Uh, let's see. I don't remember where we left off. Uh, I finished Castle Rock. Um, I finished the second season of Westworld. I'm now a few episodes into the third season of Westworld. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, let's see, uh, The Weird Alphabet. The Weird Alphabet. It is four guys who are going through Weird Al songs in alphabetical order. Uh, they've been doing it for a few years. They're getting close to the end, uh, so hopefully he releases a new album soonish. So they have more content. Um, I've actually been a guest on three of their episodes, and one of them has been a guest on, I think, two of my episodes. Uh, so I'm sure you've heard me mention it before. Um, so if you like Weird Al, go check those guys out. That is going to be it for this, um, episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.